Hello, and thank you for joining us on this podcast. You will be listening in on a conversation between Brandon Poe and Matt Wilkinson about web and marketing strategies to help owners build better practices. Brandon Poe is the founder of Poe Group Advisors, a leading-edge intermediary focusing exclusively on accounting practice sales, mergers, and acquisitions. Brandon is the author of Accountant's Flight Plan, Best Practices for Today's Firms, and On Your Own, How to Start Your Own CPA Firm. Matt Wilkinson is the founder and CEO of BizInc. BizInc makes accountants incredible online. They do that with high-performance websites, engaging content, and modern marketing tools. Everything they do is built for accountants and streamlined so they can run their practices in the knowledge that their online marketing is in safe hands. To learn more about Poe Group Advisors, please visit www.pogroupadvisors.com. To learn more about BizInc, please visit www.bizincconline.com. Today, I am talking with Matt Wilkinson, who is founder and CEO of Biz Inc. And Matt is joining us from New Zealand. Um, Matt has a company that creates websites for accountants. Uh, welcome, Matt. Hi, Brandon. Thanks for having me along. Yes. Um, and, and Matt and I were introduced uh, through his wife, kind of an interesting story. Um, Matt, you want to you, you share that story? Yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, as, as Brandon mentioned, I live in, in New Zealand in a small little town in the mountains. Our, our company's completely virtual, so we've got staff all over the world. Um, and, and my wife also works, she works for a US company um, who, who are completely virtual as well. So rather than have an office every year, they, they get together in a different place in the US and, and meet up as a company. So 50 plus people from all over the globe come together and this year it was in Florida and um, on her flight back to New Zealand I think she was connecting through Houston um, sat next to a, a chap called Brannon and got talking and of all things started talking about um, accountants because that's obviously what what Brannon's business is and and my wife mentioned oh yeah yeah my husband um, also works with accountants builds websites for them so small world, we, myself and Brandon share um, quite a few contacts in, in common um, and we've been chatting over the last last few weeks. Um, so yeah, kind of um, a, a chance meeting on a plane and, and, and now we're doing a podcast. Yeah, it's great. It's a, it really is a small world, small world. Absolutely. Um, you realize the person next to you on a plane <clears throat> on a trip to Houston can be connected with uh, the accounting industry it's, it's kind of a bizarre meeting um, so in terms of um, in terms of what your company does um, you know just in thinking about the specialization we, we focus on selling firms and we don't sell any other types of businesses we're very focused and you're the same in, in the same way with websites um, mm -hmm. So tell us about what your company, just kind of give us a broad overview of what your company does and um, what areas you serve and sure. uh, that sort of information. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, our mission is, is to make accountants incredible online. Um, and we do that through through websites and, and online marketing. Um, you know, as a profession, I think the, the accounting industry probably – 
not not the best in terms of websites um and 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 we're there to try and to try and change that um so you know as obviously we serve accountants but i guess the, the end goal is is making great experiences for business owners um and, and by doing that we we attract those to accounting websites so we create websites that look really good they're mobile friendly the most important thing and, and the area where we're we're quite different is the content that we offer so you know creating really engaging content for accountants who often don't have the time to do that putting it on their websites and that pulls business owners to their websites and, and also engages their clients gives them a reason to visit those websites and, and generates business for them um, so yeah that's what we do when we say we um, New Zealand and Australia has been been our kind of key market over the last three years um, now we've got um, a, a small client base in in the US and Canada that's building um, and, and that's going to be our focus over the next next five to ten years okay great um, now when you say you do websites and online marketing uh, when you say online marketing what sorts of things does that include um, I'd include in that um, email marketing um, search engine marketing um, some social media in there as well um, you do some other stuff like around that a little bit things like videos and other types of content um, but they will be the main main forms of, of marketing we focus on just because they tend to be the ones that deliver the best results for for CPA firms okay it's interesting I get uh, you know I get clients and they say you know we don't do any marketing we're really, you know they're very proud of that they say, we don't do any marketing we get all of our business through referrals um, and how can how can um, marketing online and just websites in general um, be a source for new clients and what do you say to a firm owner that um, basically thinks you know I don't need any marketing I'm yeah. doing fine with the referrals that I'm getting and I mean, what do you what are your thoughts on on that yeah I mean look I, I hear that um, I hear that all the time as well that you know yeah like you say firms are proud that they don't do marketing I'd say you know that's great um, but it's it to me it's a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy in that um you know if you don't do any marketing then all your leads are going to come from referrals so it's it you know it's that that makes it pretty obvious but if you did do some marketing maybe you'd get all those referral leads plus some other ones um so i guess to me it's saying well if you want to grow faster then there are other things you can do um i'd say another thing is that um you know referrals can dry up as well and um it, it, it can be um you know it, you need other kind of sources of of new business um and, and websites can be one of those um i think there's two two main reasons you're gonna want a website for for new business and the first one is related to referrals i think the website seals the deal with a referral what i mean by that is um, the first time um, someone is, is referred to you, the first thing they're going to do is put your name in Google and, and come and check you out. Um, it doesn't matter how trusted that referral is. People like to do due diligence and 
give a real world example of that. We we just took on a new client a couple of months ago, fairly big, well established firm in Auckland in New Zealand, and they'd never had a website, didn't see the value in it. Um, you know, all the business from referrals and all of that kind of thing. And they got referred um, a client, and, and they actually won this client, and they're worth seventy thousand dollars a year to them. So, so a good client, um, but the, the that set that client nearly didn't go with them because they didn't have a website and he said that the only reason he actually did go with them is that he trusted the refer the, the referrer so much um, they realized at that point you know that that sale could have gone either way um, they really needed a website so if nothing else it's you need a decent website that when someone's referred to you they'll come and have a look um, you know, you want to keep your website up to date for that reason that, you know, if you've got out of date blog posts on there or um, it looks pretty shabby, then, you know, that that they're all little things that could could spoil that referral. Um, so, so I say that that's right. important. Um, and then the second reason is, look, at, you know, it can be a source of new business. Um, either from search engines, you know, more people are using. Um, search engines to look for for a new accountant so you know ranking well in your local area that's important um, and you know you can convert uh, website traffic into into paying clients we we have one firm in Western Australia who they did put a lot of effort into their marketing using content we provided for them and it probably took them six months to build up the systems to do this but now they get about 16 leads from their website every month uh, about 60% of those convert to clients and um, and those clients are worth on average four thousand dollars a year to them um, and they do that through um, just having really good landing pages on the website with engaging content people can put their email address in and then it sends out the website sends out um, automated emails to them you know engaging them further and and that really helps that conversion process so um, if anybody's interested in that we did a webinar with this firm um, and we have a video uh, where the the marketing manager from that firm explains the exact methods that she used to achieve those results so possibly Brandon we could put a link up to that um, with with the podcast okay that'd be great um... Yeah, it's it's interesting because I think a lot of accountants have you know, they go to sort of one of these do-it-yourself website um, tools online, you know, GoDaddy or something like that. And they just put up a sort of canned website, and I think people, as the web gets more mature, people are definitely more discerning about websites and they can really pick up on a good site tell the difference between that and a bad site mm. um, so I would think that having a really good website would uh, be a noticeable uh, you know would be noticeable as, as people are comparing different firms to go with I, th I think so um, you know if you go to the example of people googling um, you know, people will do that, like search for um, tax returns, and, and you know, like say your ta ta tax returns, Charleston. Okay, they search for that. 
that's gonna that's gonna bring up a page of Google results and then they'll probably click the top five or six of those so I'll have all these tabs open in their browser and you know what that business is is looking to do is go how can I slim this down to one or two choices who I'm actually going to call and you know if, if two of those websites look really um, out of date the contents really stale that decisions made for them and you know those two firms they might just have closed that the, they might have the best service they might have you know that the most skilled staff but the website doesn't look up to scratch you, you, you know the decisions made so um, yeah I think people do you know they don't need to know a lot about websites but they know then they know what looks good and they know what what doesn't yeah and and they don't you know when people look and one thing that was eye-opening for me when uh, I started managing my own website years ago uh, well I don't manage it myself but we had reporting available and we could see kind of how the how people were looking at our site you don't get those eyeballs for long it's amazing how how little people actually look at a page on the site I mean they're clicking through very rapidly I mean first impressions really count and like a, a thing that I you know um, took away from a, a very good book on direct marketing that I read once was that um, people have this kind of idea that you know consumers act irrationally or emotionally and when people make business decisions they make them rationally whereas they're not you know the same the same person who owns a business is a consumer as well and and a lot of businesses business decisions are made very emotionally very irrationally so you know you can turn up on a website and this is kind of one of the things that's really good about websites is that you know um you can have a website that looks great and underlying that your company might not be exactly where you want it to be but actually your website looks great that will win your business um so you know that that's a i know to give a real world analogy i've sometimes given to some firms it's like you know you wouldn't go to a a client meeting wearing a suit that was you know unwashed and crumpled um you know you don't need to have necessarily a completely bespoke designer suit, but you you at least need a, a decent suit or, or you know clothes to go to a meeting. Um, same with the website, you don't you don't want to present yourself in a really uh, kind of scruffy and, and out of date fashion. Right, makes sense. Makes sense. Um, so when you have a, a new a new client come on and they've done, let's say they've done no marketing. Um, like what's the what's the first thing they should focus on? What what's uh, where where to start? Where would they start? Yeah, I guess probably um, two things which would be interrelated. One would be a blog, and the other one would be email marketing. Um, we'll probably start with the blog because we we tend to recommend that being the centre of of your online activity. And um, you know, some firms get scared away from. But, you know, I don't want to be a blogger, and it, it, just think of it like a news page or, or somewhere that you can put timely information um, that you know your clients and prospects are going to be interested in. And um, you know, most modern websites should have a blog fun function on them. If they don't, you probably want to look for a different website supplier. Um, and you know, I'd be recommending probably blogging once a week, either you know creating your own content or um, 
you know we create content for it for, for firms to do that who are who are kind of um short of time but you know i think it's it's always good to create some of your own unique content because that you know that will fit better with your with your clients your prospects and, and the local area that you you operate in um so you know try and maintain an active blog that's going to help one it keeps your website looking fresh so going back to the referrals and and that kind of first impressions thing search engines like google also love that um that they like a site that's that's kept up to date and in those blog posts if you can mention the kind of phrases that people are looking for to find you so going back to our example before tax returns you know if you if you can put something in there that would be good i'm not necessarily you should blog about tax returns because i don't think that many business owners find that fascinating but you, you would get the idea where i'm coming from um I'm, just as a side note probably avoid compliance based content if that's the you know one of the biggest failings that i see on cpa <laughs> firms is this kind of like compliance content you know brandon's laughing because he's, he's seen this stuff <laughs> Like highly technical highly yeah. technical yeah I mean, I, yeah I, you, know, you see these things and you know um, and I think you know look I live in New Zealand it's got probably one of the most simple tax systems in the world and yeah, it's pretty complicated in the States and and you know I look at some US CPA sites and there's all this like is it 401 letters or this 01 or the, all this like complicated <laughs> stuff I'm like wow I mean I'm, I, I'm, I don't even understand it. I'm sure businesses that like they, they, that, that's why they're paying you as an accountant is to take this kind of pain away from them. They don't want to read about it, you know. Um, yeah. so, so the analogy I always right. give to um, our clients is: look, you want us to make a nice website for you. You don't care what like uh, HTML code we've used or what servers we use. Like if we started blogging to you about that stuff. You would fall asleep and that's the equivalent of um what you're doing to clients is like they want the end result they want to go you know oh we've saved a thousand dollars this year in tax they don't care how you've done it <laughs> well, as long as it's legal they just want to know that the results not the um not the mechanics um right so, so yes yeah, so that's a side note like focus on business advisory content stuff to do with business planning businesses love that stuff to do with cash flow um our writing team which has been writing for uh, over 20 years on these kind of topics has, has found that 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 kind of yeah business planning cash flow marketing they're the subjects that um the businesses really want to read about yeah so um it's, yeah it's interesting on on that note i actually get calls from people I actually get calls from people saying, "Hey, do you know a good CPA? Can you recommend a good, you know, can you give me a referral?" And um, you, you sort of say, "Well, what what are you looking for?" And I would say most most business owners are looking for <clears throat> accountants that can can give them that sort of general advice. Yeah. Um, they're not just looking for a compliance. They don't want. They're really kind of starving for that that value added service out there. I think they assume you can do the compliance like and you know so we obviously we build a lot of accounting websites and you know when it comes to the services page it's pretty much the same on every one and like what's business 101 is that you've got to find a way to differentiate so you know it's like hey well like what a lot of firms do is they go 
we do tax returns, but we do them better and different than these guys. And like, that, that doesn't mean anything to a business owner, you know? Yeah, we, we do your accounts in a real special way. Like, no, no one cares. Um, if you can go, you know, um, I mean, it's actually hard to, to demonstrate that difference. Um, if you haven't got it, you know, that, that that's the key thing. You got, you got to be different. And, by doing business advice, you know, that that's what businesses want. They want to go, okay, they're my numbers, but what do they mean? What what should they make me do? You know, that that um this this has gone in this has gone red. What what do I do about that? Or, you know, how do we get to this business goal? What do the numbers look like for us to do that? So that's the yeah, um sure. that's the thing that business owners are, are crying out for. Um well, so, so, you know, doing this, creating content takes time. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how much time should firms typically devote to <clears throat> creating online marketing? On a monthly basis, what would you, what would you advise? Um, it's hard to put an, uh, an hourly figure on that. You know, I think certainly put some time aside, probably – Maybe a better way to look at it is budget. So just look at it as a business decision and say, we're going to spend, you know, X number of dollars per year on marketing. And that could be possibly, you know, you outsource that. I'd I'd probably recommend that method. Um, Or, you know, it it could almost like, well, I'm buying internal resource. So we, uh, you know, we're going to spend 20 grand this year on marketing and, and that buys us the time of this accountant or this partner um, and, and, and you work it that way. Um, I think the advantages of outsourcing your marketing are that, you know, you can bring specialists in to do it because um, like I'm a marketing person and um, I think marketing people get a bad rep because there's a lot of people who don't, I don't consider they do marketing. They do kind of, marketing actions rather than actually going okay here's a budget here's a goal and, and, and go and work out how to make that happen you know that that doing marketing properly is is you know obviously essential to a business but you get some people who just go through the motions and i think if you see in a lot of accounting firms you've got accountants or admin staff who have no marketing training or, or particular skills just going through the motions, you know, they, they do some Google AdWords, they post a bit on social media, but there's no real end goal to it. And, um, you know, possibly that's why firms start saying, well, our marketing doesn't work. We'll just stick with referrals. Um, it's because it's not been done in a focused and targeted way. And I think by setting a budget um, and and hiring specialists to do it, you know, you start demanding results. It, it's a lot harder to get, you know, if, if you hire, uh, let's say, a search engine person, you know, they, they, you're going to get results and you get, you're going to demand those results. If you've got somebody internally doing it um, and, and he's one of the partners or she's one of the partners and they're not getting results, it's probably a lot harder to say to them, hey, you know, you're rubbish at this, <laughs> we, we, you know. Um, yeah. it's, so I'd say probably, you know, Rather than assigning time to it, you know, you, you obviously have to put some time aside to, to kind of plan and everything. Is is just to put some budget towards it um, and, and set some targets. You know, um, I was working with a, a very successful firm here in New Zealand, and they won the um, Zero Marketing Innovation Award. So it's a very good marketing firm, and 
the partners there are very switched on and actually very marketing savvy, but they're savvy enough to know that they're better spent doing more, uh, doing accounting work and working with clients and they assign a budget they make some goals they look at the number of leads they want to get um, and then work back from there so they go okay if we need you know four or five new clients a month um, you know how many blog posts do we need to do how many events do we need to do how many webinars and and work back and then obviously and they do all of that in an excel spreadsheet that's their planning tool and 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 then they you know report back on what happened each month did that work yeah we'll try that again and and you know they've got it to be quite you know formulaic they, they outsource to two or three different providers um and and that's become like a sales machine for them yeah it's um it's all about focus really i think uh a lot of people underestimate the value of focusing mm. and, and um, you know, there are marketing professionals that, that this is what they do all the time. And you know, there are, there are, it's part art, but it's also a lot of science involved mm. in, in it. And um, so, I mean, that makes sense. You focus on what you know and for an accountant, they should, you know, they should focus on their client matters. That's where they, that's where they make their money. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that makes total sense. Um, even blogging that we I mean, talked, I, you know, like it, it, you, you don't even have to write the blog. You could contribute information to that blog, but hire a writer. Um, you know, copywriters are a lot cheaper than you think, like especially in the States, actually. You know, we, we've, we've got some writers working for us now and – it's so competitive that the prices are really, really low. Um, so, you know, you could probably get someone to turn out a, a 500 page, a 500 word blog post for you, you know, um, relatively inexpensively. I'm talking like maybe a hundred dollars, $150. Um, you know, if you, if you work that out against your hourly rate, I think that makes a lot of sense that you get a professional writer to do it who can yeah. do that and you stay focused and, um, you know, and, and the end result is going to be way better because a professional writer's done it as well. Yeah. Right. And you're going to get the consistency that way. Yeah. I think exactly. uh, I, I would say, you know, trying to keep up with content and writing is it's it difficult to maintain consistency. It is, and you know, we we both do a lot of blogging and and content creation, and it's like um, it's a never-ending um <laughs> task, isn't it? You know, and once you're on that treadmill, it's it's hard to get off. And I think yeah. for, for accounting firms where you, they tend to have quite a kind of like lumpy workflow through the year, you know, obviously around tax time, it doesn't lend itself to consistency um of of content creation. Yeah, and that's yeah. You know, during tax time is when people are thinking about their accountants the most. So yeah, yeah <laughs> it's like the most important time to be be publishing content, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, now, one thing you mentioned was um, was mobile friendly mm -hmm. uh, sites. So how how important is the mobile uh, aspect? Yeah, it's it's really important. Um, two two aspects why it's important one is your website the other one's email um so i think we touched on like basics of um online marketing the other the other thing that i'd really recommend firms do is email marketing 
like move beyond the kind of standard firm newsletter and and start to use email marketing because it, it really outperforms other types of online marketing when done well. Um, but what we found here, we did a um, we looked into the statistics of the emails being sent by our clients, and over fifty percent are opened on smartphones, so like uh, iPhones, Android phones. Um, so that tells you that you need your mobile, you need your email newsletter, you need your email marketing to be mobile friendly. Otherwise, you know, people are just going to delete that. So, so that's really important. Right. And then don't, your website. Sorry. Don't send a PDF. Don't uh, send a newsletter in like a PDF. It needs to be where they can read it. Don't send a PDF ever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> send it as a HTML email. Use proper email marketing software. Um, you know, we've got email marketing software that we use, but I mean, you've got like free options out there like MailChimp which is quite uh, popular with a lot of firms, I think because it has a, a free plan. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think yeah. it's also something that's worth worth paying for as well because the results, you know, the return on investment on email when it's done well is is incredible. Um, so, yeah, send the proper HTML email through a proper email software and that will ensure you get much higher open rates and, 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 and you know, make sure the email actually gets read. Um and the other thing is don't don't send out really long emails. People don't have time and, and scrolling on a phone is hard. So um, make sure the email is quite um, succinct. And that's why it's good to, you know, going back to the blog that we were talking about earlier, if you send out, a, have your blog is where you, your main information is that you're publishing and then link to that from your email marketing. So your email stays short, the content's on your website. Um, and then in terms of your website being mobile friendly, again, I, I don't think it's important. I think it's essential that it is mobile friendly because, well, probably over 15% of traffic to our clients' websites is is from mobile devices. It, it, it does depend. If you're in a if you're in a big city, then it's it's going to be higher. You know, if you're in a rural area, possibly possibly lower. But you know, on average around 15%. So it's a big, big, big chunk. Um, and, you know, like going back to the sealing the deal of a referral, you know, let's say, uh, you know, a tradesperson, a construction worker gets referred to you. Okay. They're probably out and about most of the time. They've got an iPhone. They're going to look at your website. Oh, I can't read it because it's uh, not mobile friendly. You know, that could be, that could be the end of that person as a client give them a good experience nice mobile website you know it's a big tick in the box when they um when, when they first visit you um so i just right. i think it's just it's, it's looking after clients and prospects you know not doing it is a little bit remiss it's a bit kind of um you know arrogant to think you shouldn't have a mobile website if 15 percent of people who are going to look at your website will be using a, a mobile device right right I, okay, thank you. I agree. It's um, we just we just went changed our site to a mobile site, and um, it's really cool how it works on different iPads, and it just fits fits the screen that it's on. Um, yeah. 
Now, what about what about social? How social media? How important do you think social media is for for a marketing um, um, plan? It it, it depends. Um, I think me giving you some real world examples is probably best because social media is like this all encompassing term that covers quite a lot of disparate type of um, sites and and platforms. So um, the the one that I think is essential for for every CPA firm is is LinkedIn. And, you know, I think most most accountants are going to be on there, but whether you're using it to its full potential, um, you know, make sure that you're obviously connected with clients, prospects, um, you know, influencers, that kind of thing. So build your network through through LinkedIn. Um, one of the things that you can also do on there is add posts. So um, like you have a blog, you can actually publish that content on LinkedIn as well. So in-depth posts. And, you know, I know personally that I've had a lot of success with those posting um, information that's, you know, relevant to accountants around online marketing. And um, that's been very, very popular. We get several hundred views for each of those posts. Um, they stay there over time. They're searchable. Um, so they can be a really good way to to engage. And I think the way to think about social media is forget it as a technology platform. It's, it's about human beings interacting. And each of the different social media sites like LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, um, they're, they're they're a platform for different types of conversations. So, so to me, LinkedIn is that that's the business, the business place. It's like a business conference, like a networking event. Um, so that's you know where professionals should be. So that 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 one's a given. Um, Twitter, I think, is can go one way or the other. For some firms, I think it can be really good. And possibly the thing that I would use to decide that is. You know, are you using it anyway? Is it something you feel comfortable with? Um, you know, if it's not, possibly leave it alone because, you know, if you don't understand it, then you could probably do more harm than good. Um, Facebook, if, if you know, if I was going to give kind of a simple piece of advice would be just leave it alone. Um, going back to the human example, I, I see Facebook as the place where you, you interact with friends uh, with family, that kind of thing. So, you know, um, I don't think CPAs uh, getting into those conversations is, is the right place. You know, it's kind of like, you know, imagine Facebook is almost like going to a cafe or a bar or something like that. You're chatting with friends and family and then suddenly, you know, a CPA appears and starts talking about tax returns or this kind of thing. It, it doesn't really fit in those conversations. And I've not really seen any firms who've had success with Facebook as a as a tool. So um, Google Plus is also there. I'm not sure whether that's worth putting any time into. And, you know, one of the things that some firms say to us is, oh, we just want a presence on them. I, I think that's a really bad idea is that, you know, if you're going to do something, you should do it properly. And having a presence, as in you know, posting like once every few months or or never, is actually more harmful because it it looks ridiculous. You know, if you've got this kind of page that's that's really out of date. Um, so yeah, I think LinkedIn definitely use that. 
Twitter is a maybe. You know, you can use that maybe to uh, it, for distributing your content. Maybe some engagement there where you can you know engage with with business owners on there. Um, I, I, you know, Facebook I would I would leave alone and Google Plus quite quite a specific platform. Maybe if you work with technology based businesses quite a lot or um, it, it could be useful. But um, yeah, I think social media main thing is not not to worry about it it's not this like huge opportunity you're missing out on i think um you know before you get into that you'd want to look at blogging email marketing search engine marketing either through what's called seo search engine optimization so trying to get the high listing in in google or paid search so paying for adverts on google um all of those things would get you a, a much higher return on investment than than social media so i'd say yeah maybe yeah. focus on focus on linkedin and the other ones if 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 you think they're relevant yeah and i i think um all of this is really just great information and um accountants you know a lot of a lot of accountants don't do a lot of marketing and i think one of the benefits um one of the great benefits of marketing is you constantly have an inflow of new clients, and um, if you if you uh, you can grow your practice, you can grow it intentionally. It also allows you to prune your practice more effectively. You know, mm. if, you, if you've got new new clients coming in, you can uh, weed out some of the clients that might be harming your practice. Um, yeah. Which, yeah, that's something we always recommend people is you need to constantly be pruning your practice, and you can't do that if you don't have Good leads coming in as well. So, um, you know, marketing affects the entire practice. It's not just about getting leads. It, it affects the whole dynamic of the firm. I think so. Um, thank you so much for all this wonderful information. I'm sure that people find it very valuable. No, thanks. Uh, thanks for having me on, Brian. It's been great. We'd like to thank you for listening in on this podcast. If you would like to contact Matt and his team about becoming incredible online. You can email them at sales at bizinconline.com. His website and blog are located at www.bizinconline.com. For information about their webinars, please visit their blog page. If you would like to contact Poe Group Advisors about buying or selling a practice, you can email them at info at poegroupadvisors.com or by phone at 888-246-0974. His website and blog are located at www.pogroupadvisors.com.